0: How's it going everyone? My name is Nick Clement with Access4 and welcome to this episode of MSP Land. It's all things finance today. I have a chat with Laurie Cole, Finance Director of Access4, where he provides some key insights into managing the financials of a business, including best practice, cash flow, the importance of recurring revenue, as well as the most common ways to fund a business. Let's get into it. Laurie, welcome to MSP Land. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, good. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me.
0: No worries. Great for, for you to be here. Um, I'm pretty excited about this episode speaking to another Access4 native um, and going into a topic I'm probably not as well versed in as I probably should be. So um, I know there's going to be heaps of learnings for myself, but also for the other business owners um, and directors of MSPs out there. I think we'll get a lot of benefit from this. So just to begin with, though, uh, can you please give me a bit of an introduction to yourself out there for those who don't know you as well as what your sort of Access4 story is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, obviously my name's Laurie, I'm the finance director access 4 um, uh, back in the day, I sort of was an auditor. Um, uh, that's where I started my, my trade. Um, I, uh, I initially, I found out pretty quickly that wasn't for me. Um, I, it was a great sort of set of fundamentals that I learned from a business perspective and from a finance perspective. Yep. Uh, but I definitely found my passion was in being within a business and helping that sort of grow and thrive and, and looking at it from a financial aspect and trying to help different departments Mm -hmm. as well. um, Think about their contribution and their financial um, sort of implications of of that as well. So, yeah. uh, started there um, and then I sort of commenced uh, working with uh, Tim Sargent-Stan, some of the, the yeah. founders of this business, um, uh, at a previous role. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, when they sort of identified the opportunity for MSPs and, and CSPs to take the sort of line share of, of the voice wallet um, yep. from sort of the, the bigger players, um, it made sense for me to, to jump on board and, and really be part of that journey. Yeah, cool. Um, uh, so yeah, I started out, it took, as a numbers man, it took me a while to, to actually justify my, my role. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about, uh, um, financials and, 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 cash flow and, you know, predicting out, um, in that regard. But, um, I, I sort of worked, you know, behind the scenes for, for, for a couple of years and then sort of in October, um, 20, uh, 2020, uh, 2018 sort of yep. I came full time. Yeah, um, cool. Been a bit of a diverse uh, experience since then, wearing a, wearing many many different hats. But yep. uh, it's been a fantastic uh, journey, and I'm looking forward to sort of the next chapter.
0: Yep, yep, yeah. And I, and I know you're involved in so many aspects of this business, not just squarely the financial side. I I, I always I always sort of remember when uh, Matthew Jamison, our head of channel, came on board. He was like, "Oh, it's the first time I've worked with a finance director who knows what SIP is. It's so refreshing." <laughs> so. It, it, that just always comes to my mind. But look, let, let's just jump into it. We've got a bunch of different topics to go into. Um, and I just want to start with a bit of a more general question around, you know, if if, if you are a business owner, if you're running an MSP, when it comes to uh, the, finance, the financials of a business, uh, what do they really need to be thinking of and most aware of?
1: Yeah, look, it's a good question. And each business uh, is going to have sort of its own objectives. I think um, there's probably a couple of key things to to, to know and understand, to be able to sort of know what levers you've got to pull in, in various scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've obviously got the sort of key financial statements, um, being the profit and loss, you know, the performance of a business, you've got the balance sheet, which is, you know, where you at, uh, where you're at at a certain point in time, Yep. and then sort of a statement of cash flow, which, um, really is the, the bones of, of a lot of what a business is and, mm-hmm. and what you need to focus on. Um, but then sort of, stepping up a level um, to to understand what you want from a business perspective you need to sort of consider a couple of things and that's one who are your key stakeholders Mm -hmm. so for example your shareholders Yep. Um, what do they want Um, and and that sort of helps drive a lot of the strategy that you're going to put in place Mm -hmm. Um, and and depending on what they want and you know that they have a couple of different options about sort of how they think about Um, that particular business and, you know, either they've, they're very focused on a dividend. Mm -hmm. Um, they're focused on sort of enterprise growth Mm -hmm. and the value of that business, or maybe a a sale at the end of the day. Right. Yep. And I think based on where your, uh, your stakeholders are looking is really, uh, drives what levers that you'll look at within your business. Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. So if you're privately owned, if you're, you know, owned by private equity, if you, if you have a few different private investors, it's all going to change what your strategy will essentially be from a financial perspective because you have different levers which you can pull.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, take your example of a private equity, right? Yep. Um, they're generally motivated by... Um, sort of increasing the value of the business for, mm-hmm. for a sale at a certain point in time. Yep. Um, and and depending on how that business is valued, it might be on a sort of ARR or revenue multiple or an EBITDA multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, you then look at the business uh, a certain way in order to you know achieve those objectives. Yep. Um, so for example, um, you know if if you're valued on a revenue basis, you might then uh, focus a lot on the different types of strategies. So it's not really a lever as such to, mm. to pull. Cause when I think about levers, you are sort of pull, pulling back on something. Yep. Yep. Uh, but really, uh, you're looking for the types of, um, you know, strategies and growth strategies that's going to play out over the time period that that mm-hmm. sort of shareholder is interested in. Yep. Um, and so what you're doing in that scenario is, is, you know, placing a, a series of strategic bets, um, ideally. Um, those sort of strategic things have, uh, you know, a certain amount of growth attached to them and you're ranking them in, in order of, um, you know, where we think that sort of market share is going to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, and flip side, if it's an EBITDA um, company, um, or, or uh, you're sort of more after that sort of sustainable, uh, profitable growth, yep. um, that you see it on the bottom line as well as the top line. Um, but it might, um. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it it's it, it's a similar type of strategy, mm. but you, you're just considering more than just the top line yep. uh, growth. And then finally, you got your dividends uh, yeah. as well, which is a very similar comment. Um, uh, you, you want sustainable, uh, growth. You don't want growth at all costs in that scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and, and therefore you're, you're still ensuring, you know, your business is resourced adequately to, to get that profitability. Um, um, but it's, it's not as sort of dear or, or, um, as aggressive as say a top line growth strategy. Yeah, fair enough. And then you've, you've got your crisis mode, Okay. which is, um, uh, you, You're not so focused on growth. Maybe you've sort of you've got sort of really tight cash flow constraints and Mm -hmm. things like that. You're forecasting out over the next couple of months that you're going to have issues, Mm -hmm. Um, and and then you sort of look at other things within your business. You know, what's a discretionary spend? And I'm sorry to say, Nick, that uh, it's not marketing, marketing, right? No, marketing is looked at uh, uh, pretty quickly in that scenario. But um, you'll look at the discretionary spends. You'll look at ad hoc projects, that sort of thing Mm. that you've you've strategically put up, but maybe there's an opportunity to delay that, Mm -hmm. to ensure that you're, um, uh, you know, you're you're sort of making the cash that you need to do to sustain your business. And then there's other things like, you know, potentially delaying capex and other things. Okay. So a lot of different things, but I suppose the key point to get across is it really depends on one, your stakeholders and two, your position.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, that's a good segue into then talking a bit more about cash, as you mentioned, specifically managing cash flow. Because for any business out there, um, you know, managing your cash flow is is something that's probably keeping the business owners up at night, right? You need to be able to pay salaries, need to be able to pay vendors, everything else. So, if if from your perspective and in your experience working with MSPs um, and in our partner business in our partner network, like what? What should businesses be thinking about when it comes to managing cash flow? What are your sort of top, top tips?
1: Yes. So cash flow uh, fundamentally is, you know, the most important thing that I do within the organisation, yep. any finance or any business owner mm-hmm. uh, will be thinking about it very regularly. Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, it's important to recognise at what stage your business is in mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about cash flow, like I'm thinking about when Access4 started. Um, we, you know, we're a high investment company yep. um, and, you know, we, we quickly found that in order to make this a successful um, platform, and a successful company for our partners, we'd need to invest heavily at the front, mm-hmm. um, which typically means, you know, you need to source funding yeah. um, uh, and, and the ability to then see where we need to invest, where our sort of revenue profile is growing and understand, you know. Um, uh, a bit of a balance of getting money in but not too much, that mm-hmm. you're, you're giving away too much of the company in that scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really important at, our, at the outset. Yep. Um, so understanding where you are and, and where you're heading over the medium, short term is really, uh, uh, short to medium term is really important mm-hmm. in terms of managing cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ability to um, tell a story about your company. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you do need external investment, Mm -hmm. um, you need to be able to tell a a really good story to investors and you need numbers to to align with that story and really back up what you're saying. Um, And so, uh, you know, if you're at early stage, that's a really important part of managing your cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't have that foundation customer that sort of helps um, sort of generate that business, uh, generate the cash flows for that business. And then sort of when you get to um, later stage, Mm -hmm. um, it's all about, um, you know, predicting where you're going to be at a certain point in time, right? Mm -hmm. You've got a bit more history in uh, your customers and how your customers are growing in your platform. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to sort of how we do our strategy now. It's, it's really a 36 month plan, um, with a, with a lot of detail within the next 12 months yep. to understand, um, you know, where we're heading, where we can invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, uh, we're quite lucky in the fact that we're a very high recurring revenue business mm-hmm. and what recurring revenue does is it, it, is it provides a consistent cash flow, but it's also predictable. Mm. So we can go back over, uh, you know, 12, 24, 36 months and understand, you know, uh, how often we're sort of bringing on new customers, the retention of those customers, Mm -hmm. and really provide a bit more of an accurate forecast um, as to where we're heading, right? And that provides us the ability to, you know, identify where we might have that additional cash flow to Mm -hmm. place a couple more of those strategic bets. You know, one of those is a recent example is UC Express. Yep you know, uh, a product that's taken sort of 12 months to bring to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we made sure we had adequate resourcing in order to, to sustain that product over the development yep. time mm-hmm. um, and then sort of launched that earlier this yep. financial year. Um, and so, different stages, you know, things like recurring revenue definitely help me have less sleepless nights when it comes to cash flow. Mm -hmm. Um, um, But also, you know, um, getting in some really solid investors that are in it for the long term, who buy into the journey and buy into the numbers and where we're heading, uh, really important. Um, But you can never quite keep your eye off cash flow. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that needs to be uh, close to the close to the top of the list. at all. Yeah,
0: cool, cool. But as you say, recurring revenue is just this is this provides so much stability, right? Because then you have that... like you can you can predict where things are going to be a lot more accurately yeah. and that's you know we always talk a lot with our partners ar- around you know we need to get them uh hooked on to that recurring revenue model because once once they sort of get hooked into it they're never going to let it go and um you know starting to move away from those project or big capex selling instead yeah. um, because recurring revenue is so sustainable for a business because you know it's not it's not guaranteed but you can you can see it recurring and ticking over every single month yeah. and then you know, as long as you're looking after your customers, um, you, you really build a great base for yourself. And then that helps you in so many other ways, especially from the financial side of things that you're talking about, right? If you're wanting to get investment or funding or anything else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Recurring revenue really de-risks your organisation mm. um, and and sort of provides you stability in, in um, times where, you know, in the past it might not you might not have been able to trade through in yep. certain scenarios, right? Because you've got that solid base. And yes, you need to absolutely make sure that your you know, customer and partner services top notch because mm-hmm. uh, re- once you focus on recurring revenue, you also need to sort of put a put a put a um, active focus on retention as well. Yep, uh, Because recurring revenue is not very useful mm. um, if your if your customers are leaving.
0: Yeah, if the if, if the churn rate's high, it's it's you're building a good base, but people are dropping off, and you're not recurring anymore, pretty yep. much. Absolutely. Yeah, Cool. So I I want to take a bit of a different turn now into key performance indicators. You know, um, you know, KPIs are something everybody understands, but it's um, and everyone has a KPI, which might make them a bit scared, but also it's something that um, companies use to reward their staff um, and their team, but also keep them in the same direction. So how important are KPIs and, and I mean, do you, do you feel there's enough of a focus when it comes to business planning or whatnot from from your experience in working with MSPs?
1: Yeah, KPIs and having that sort of North Star for an organisation yeah, is that's it. key. Um, I think, um, you know having a KPI that can be filtered throughout the organization is really important. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if it's not like an individual department that, you know, owns a a revenue number for example, but they should have their own, uh, in my opinion, KPI, that really talks to the, that North Star that, for, 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 that the organization puts up as mm-hmm. you know, the key thing to do in the next three to five years. Yep. Um, it helps alignment uh, within that organization. It also helps, um, you know, having genuine conversations between departments to be able to, you know, we know we align on, on these KPIs because yep. they're, they're all heading in that right direction. Um, so for us, um, you know, transparently, um, from a sales perspective, it's MRR. Yep. Uh, that, that's grown over time. We, we had some learnings at the beginning, uh, of access 4 where we focused just on subscriptions and mm-hmm. found out that, um, you know, that, uh, didn't really come to the heart of the matter sure. um, w- when it comes to just pure, Um, you know, motivation of of the sales force and and everything like that. But when we talk to our individual departments, um, they've got their own sort of metrics that that sort of tie into that. For example, our porting team. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we pride ourselves on being one of the better um, uh, porting organisations and, and really trying to get the best result and, and, and get it on quickly. Right. So, yep. so cat A and cat C port times is really important to yep. sort of minimise that and, and devise different strategies mm-hmm. to, to reduce that as well as, you know, TAC and, um, our, our support team. Yep. And, um, and all these, uh, and for TAC it would be, um, you know, um, um, uh, satisfaction, um, and time within SLA. Uh, first yep. resolution right and and those all tie back to our north star of the strategy of access for yep um, and so when we've got TAC at go-to-market in a room we're all working to that same objective i think that's really important um, but it you also need sort of the transparency around the organization for everyone to know their own kpis as well that's it so it deserves time uh, and attention to to get that right but it does take time to make sure yep. that you know you believe those metrics are all sort of relating back to that key north star of the organisation. Yeah,
0: cool. And look, I've, I've, I think everyone's probably seen it when KPIs go go badly. Yeah. Um. You know, one one department or a certain team has KPIs that don't ladder up into that north star of the company, and they might be absolutely knocking their KPIs out of the out of the park, yeah. but the overall business performance might not be. So you get to the end of the financial year and they're having conversations about remuneration and everything else, and they're just like, well this is going to be guaranteed. But then from a business perspective, they're looking at, well, you know, we're not actually hitting our revenue targets or whatever that 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 overall sort of North Star is. So like from my perspective, it's so important to make sure that whatever KPIs are set within a different departments that they do ladder back up to that North Star, because if they don't, you're not going to be aligned. And then it's going to it's going to cause all sorts of problems down the line, especially when it comes to things like remuneration.
1: Absolutely. Now it's, it's really important to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's uh, important to continuously review as well, right, yep. because the KPIs you set uh, over the last 12 months might not be the KPIs that, that help yep, you drive the exactly right. forward within the next 12 months.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Cool. Let's now. I, I just want to get into uh, a, a bit of a chat around funding a business. You know, um, I think everyone out there would love to be able to have super high organic growth rates, um, but it's not always the case, and it's it's not always the right move as well. Especially if you have a certain opportunity or a or you know a market you want it you want to get into um, where you know there's opportunity, but you know maybe your organic growth rate doesn't 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 sustain the amount of investment you might need to make. So if, if if you're a business owner and you're and you're looking at funding um what are your options and like what do you really need to think about when it when it when it comes to funding
1: yep uh, good question so um i've mentioned one of them before and um it, which is sort of funding your own business using yep. your own cash flow mm-hmm. um, not every business as you say is in that position to be able to do that um and it's it's incredibly important at the moment within this um uh uh, environment to mm. understand at what level you're at Yeah. Um, because I think over the last 12 months, we've definitely seen shifts in the market about, you know, the best, the best way to structure your business yep. um, to be funded in those sorts of things. Um, so in the, in the profit example, you're forecasting out, um, you know, your cash flows over the next couple of years and you're reinvesting that right? yep. mm-hmm. to be able to take, uh, find those opportunities and then take advantage of them um, without having to raise money elsewhere. Yep. Um, so that's the, the the simple one, if you can do it, but if again, you know, yeah. um, um, uh, not every business is in that scenario. Um, the, the, um, another way is uh, taking on debt, um, simply um, sort of getting a loan. Yep. Um, now. Not as simple as I make it out to be. <laughs> um, uh, you've got a couple of uh, ways and, and people to, to organisations to talk to. One, you've got your standard bank mm-hmm. um, that will have you know a really good or really solid level of security that they take from business owners. And that might be a director's guarantee. Yep. Uh, it might be, you know, guarantees against personal properties and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they'll provide you potentially the best interest rate. But they will be um, absolutely sure that they'll get their sort of funds back um, at the same time. So that's one level. You can also go sort of, um, uh, you know, debt um, that, that doesn't have that sort of financial guarantee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are some new ones coming out that, you know, finance based on your recurring revenue base, right? Um, and so you're not, uh, in that case, you're not giving away as much security. Yep. But what you're doing is you're paying, you know, an increased interest rate uh, because, um, uh, that source of financing is, is higher risk for that bank and, yep. and therefore they, um, they require a higher rate of return. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, that's a couple of examples on the, on the debt side. Yep. Um, you've also got the option of raising equity. Mm-hmm. Um, so selling shares to, to fund your business. Um, It's got a lot of the similar uh, characteristics of of debt. Um, You'll go through a very similar process, Mm -hmm. uh, probably more so on on the on 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 the due diligence side and everything. Um, um, but uh, it, it's um, and you're essentially diluting your company in order to to raise money that way. And what's important behind that scenario is is having the story behind your business, understanding and being able to show where you're adding, and having your numbers sort yep. of match back and really align to that, um, so that uh, an investor can you know see where that return, where their return on it, uh, investment will will be. So and then you've got sort of some hybrid scenarios where you can get something say like a convertible note which is um you know potentially at the investor's option mm-hmm. you know you you um uh, raise a loan um, that can convert into equity at their option, depending mm-hmm. on ver- uh, certain scenarios being set. Okay. That might provide um, the investor, you know, some some more comfort in 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 will it being willing to provide funds as well. Yep. So there's a wide variety of ways that you can fund your business, and mm-hmm. it really depends on your business circumstance and. And it's sort of where you're heading, about where you might go. Yep. yep. Um, but I'd say over the last twelve months, it's definitely got um, harder to do all of those things. Yep. Right. Because interest rates have uh, yeah. has, ha, have increased. We're all feeling that squeeze. Yeah. Yep. And so banks are um, obviously looking at um, uh, uh, increased interest and principal repayments yep. um, and it, it's affected valuations as well. So you might now be giving away a bit more of your company yep. uh, than you would have 24 months ago mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in order to secure those that funding.
0: Yeah, cool. And how important is recurring revenue and all of that?
1: Uh, critical, in my opinion, I think. So we talked about recurring revenue before. What, what recurring revenue is, is it's consistent and predictable. Yep. Um, so on the... Um, uh, Forecasting through profits and and, and um, being able to see where you'll be in 6, 12, 18 months, mm-hmm. really critical in making those sort of strategic decisions, yep. whether you're going to hire, uh, whether you're going to pull off another project or another product. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, it, it really helps in sort of laddering up where you'll be over a certain period of time. So that helps internally. It helps with the management of the strategy, yep. the communication internally, and the resource planning. Mm-hmm. Um, When it comes to um, debt, um, you know, banks are mostly interested in getting back principal and interest, right? Um, So that would be their focus. Um, And what recurring revenue does is it shows them, uh, you know, an ability to pay over a period of time. Um, So if you can trend sort of where you're heading as well, they'll be more likely to see that their principal and interest can be paid with mm-hmm. historical sort of trends really informing that. Um, and that, that de-risks them to a certain extent, right? Um, so it might be able to, one, either get them over the line on whether they're willing to lend to you, mm-hmm. or they might be able to give you sort of slightly Better terms associated with with that debt, but a a higher recurring revenue base will make that conversation and that due diligence process a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Not saying that um, it's going to guarantee it, yep. but it definitely um, puts a uh, you know another string in the bow in order to sort of get that one over the line. Yeah. Um, and then on on equity um, and and sort of raising money um, uh, via selling shares, it's a very similar sort of concept because. Uh, at the end of the day, the investor is looking for um, uh, return on their investment, yeah. right? And um, if we can de-risk that return on investment, uh, they might be willing to pay more for the company, and you yep. might be giving exactly. away less of your company to 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 raise those funds, yep. right? Um, and again, similar thing: the more that you can sort of ladder up your existing customers and show them where you're heading, with um, you know retention rates. Yep. And, and, um, you know, obviously margin as well, mm-hmm. um, that's going to put you in a better position yep. um, to, to be able to have that discussion with those investors. Good stuff.
0: All right. Well, look, I, I think we've went through everything today. Really insightful stuff there. Um, I know I've learned a bunch that I probably should have <laughs> known before. So um, yeah, probably uh, I, I won't ask you for more budget now. Um, especially after that comment about the discretionary budget so um, but yeah look thanks a lot for coming on um, for anyone listening who might want to get in touch with you what's the best way for them to
1: reach out i can reach out my email uh, laurie.cole at 4comau or reach out on linkedin as well yeah,
0: good stuff all right well thanks a lot um see you around the office and um hope to have you back on here again soon perfect thanks Nick. thank you